And so the challenge for me is when every day the news is this sort of potentially bleak onslaught, how do you get through the bleakness? And one answer I've found is to, to borrow a phrase from Mr. Rogers, look for the helpers. Do you all remember that, you know, Mr. Rogers says, when bad things happen, you look for the people who are helping. So I remember I was in uh, coastal Turkey, which was the jumping off point for migrants who were leaving for uh, Europe, mostly Syrian migrants, but people from other war-torn countries as well. And I found this teeny little cafe where this Turkish man had set out power strips in front of his cafe, and he had put the Wi-Fi information, the login and password, on the exterior of his restaurant. Because, of course, you know, we think, well, refugees, they're poor, they're dirty, they're war people. They're not poor, dirty war people. They're people who have lived full lives as dentists or teachers or construction workers or anything else that anyone else we might associate with does before war destroys their country. And they're keeping in touch with their family and friends on Facebook and WhatsApp and being able to plug their phone in and recharge it and get on Wi-Fi and message their friends and Skype with their families is a huge blessing. And so I remember talking to this cafe worker, and what he said to me was, I like to think that if I were in their shoes, someone would do the same thing for me. And that small act of just him putting himself in their shoes is something that is harder to find than it ought to be. And relating to them, not as refugees, not as war people, but as people. And I remember one of these gentlemen who I interviewed for a story, um, he was waiting for night to fall until the smugglers would take him across to Greece. And so he was killing time and he said, well, should we go have tea or something? And I said, sure. So we went to this restaurant and we ordered tea and the bill arrived and I insisted on paying the bill and he got really offended. And, and, and finally I realized, I was like, this was a wealthy man in, his, in Syria. He's a person who had a life and a family and resources. And the fact that I was insisting on paying the bill and in some way treating him as a refugee, a war person, instead of the kind of person he had always been his whole life in Syria was offensive to him. And he insisted on paying and I let him pay. And I'm really happy to say that he is now in Germany in a, enrolled in a graduate program working to design hotels. He's a structural engineer. Um, and unfortunately, as I go about telling these stories, I am aware that fewer and fewer news organizations in the United States are sending people out to tell these kinds of stories.